And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. There's been one demand, and that's holding up that Lombardi trophy, period. That's all I care about, is holding that trophy up and holding that trophy up here. The prime thing is you have to win. You have to win. Otherwise... You can't be a success in professional football. You're listening to The State of the Nation with Jimmy Durkin, Vic Tafer, Tashawn Reed, and Ted Nguyen on the Athletic Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a post-game edition of State of the Nation here on the Athletic Podcast Network. I am Jimmy Durkin, joined by Vic Tafer and Tashawn Reed. Ted has, has jumped off the bandwagon for a night. He is uh, he is down in L.A. at the Chiefs-Chargers Sunday night game. He... Uh, and he he's missing a, a victorious post game show, uh, an overtime winner, twenty two sixteen, um, a game that it looked like it was going to be a story of more frustration, but uh, uh, luckily uh, Russell Wilson and the Broncos decided to throw the ball away on third down, and uh, the Raiders took advantage, and you got to give them credit for that, uh, a win that I mean it's not going to change their season or anything to, to put them at three and seven, but uh, just in terms of the morale, in terms of what this team needs to to kind of get through the rest of the season. Um, yeah, this was a game that if, if they lose, uh, it, it would have been tough. But uh, but they get the win. Um, Devontae Adams heroics, uh, Max Crosby heroics, and uh, and there they are. They have uh, swept the Broncos at least. Yeah, this team was at an inflection point. I mean, you know the way that Derek Carr reacted to their loss last week, um, the comments that Devontae Adams made, um, the tenor of the locker room, like it all seemed like it was headed towards a disaster, you know, moving forward with the rest of this season. And, um, you know, as you said, I mean, the script from this game, it was really setting up like all their other post-game losses, you know I mean? They, they, they got in a hole, they built themselves back out of it. It was coming down to the wire late. The offense had the ball. They couldn't seem to figure it out. Like it was kind of following that same, you know, sort of path that we've seen throughout the season. And then if they would have lost again in that same way, uh, I feel like it just would have like locker room probably would have imploded after that. But instead they, they bounced back. They, they finally pulled one out, you know, in a way that was very reminiscent of how they finished games last season. Um, it was really the first time we've seen them look like that under this new regime. And, um, you know, as you said, this isn't a, a season changing win. You know, they're still three and seven and probably not going to make the playoffs. But this is something that, you know, when they when they talk about building sustainability and, and, and stacking on the progress that they make, it's kind of wins that you need to, to keep the group together as you build towards that, even if you don't end up, you know, making it to your ultimate goal. Yeah, the Broncos got out to a 10-0 lead, and you can tell their fans are getting pretty excited about, okay, this actually could be a good day. Raiders may, you know, may fold, but their star players and their leaders stepped up. I mean, Max Crabby's had, uh, what, two sacks, a forced fumble on a blocked field goal. Dante Adams, 140 yards, receiving two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs ran the ball really well all day long. Derek Carr made the throws late. He had to make. Their leaders stepped up. Their star players stepped up and made plays. And if, like Deshaun said, the mood after the game was, uh, it was fun to see. Their players were very excited. They were, you, know, you saw on TV dancing in the, in the tunnel in the locker room. There, just everyone was like, you know, giggling and smiling, hugging. Just a, a nice change for them after the 
really miserable the last three weeks. So I think um, a win is great, and they got to win. So let's see what they can do from they can build on this next week. Yeah, I mean, and it was two drives that they uh, that they absolutely needed, and and they got big plays in those big moments. I I mean, obviously, the story on the Denver side is going to be what the hell are you doing on that third down? I mean, there, there's there there's one thing that can't happen if you're the Broncos. I mean, like. Russell Wilson should just fall, crumple to the ground, take a sack, uh, and, and blow those forty seconds off the clock. Um, but uh, but that's that's for Broncos fans to worry about. The Raiders took advantage. And, um, they 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 had to, and it, to a degree, there was some disappointment. I, I think at the end of the game that they didn't get the touchdown, that they didn't win in regulation. Um, we saw that big pass play out of the backfield uh, to Josh Jacobs that uh, he nearly got in. Um, and so it was, you know, I I we don't know if we, it'll we'll need to see them stack this together to see if they figured anything out, but um. To be late in games and be able to come up with several chunk plays like that, um, you know, you get the big play to Jacobs, and then in overtime, two plays, big to, big one tomorrow, to and then the the touchdown to Adams. Um, you, we know this offense, we know this team has like star players. I mean, like you know, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Max Crosby are going to be no doubt about it on the on the first, uh, you know, on the initial Pro Bowl team. Those guys are are their stars, and uh, it, it was nice to see them kind of take advantage of that. Yeah, and it, it was, you know, I mean, early on in the game, they, they had some of those weird play calling tendencies again, you know, whether it was their run pass decision making, going away from what was working, not targeting their best players. It, it was sort of like Josh McDaniels didn't have the greatest start to this game, but uh, it seemed like down the stretch to kind of figure out, hey, Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams are pretty good. Maybe we should just feed them the ball. And so, um, you know, I mean, they, they had been moving the ball all game. And then really, they've moved the ball pretty well this season. This has been about finishing drives. And, you know, obviously down the stretch in this one, they, they were able to pull that off. Um, you know, Devontae Adams, you know, on, on the game winning touchdown. I mean, he was as wide open as you could possibly be. But you have to credit, you know, the the way that they were schemed up on that play. And I think Vic pointed it out. You know, Matt Collins broke in and that suckered the defense and they bit and forgot about Devontae Adams for some reason but he broke out and that's you know <laughs> obviously he's a, obviously he's a great player but like I mean that's that's you know great play design the scheme of being wide open and Derek Carr put it on the money and that was it and so you kind of just saw it all coalesce for for one of the first times that we, we've seen it this season on offense when we went to overtime I really thought that the hacker the jinxes had thought that you know he said that somebody had to win this game I was like man it's gonna end in a freaking tie because both these teams are not very good now obviously um they both had moments they could have pulled away and didn't but you know, like you said, the Raiders made the plays in the end, and the Broncos made some pretty big mistakes. So it's a, it's a win. The Broncos are in last place. The Raiders, they, hopefully, they think they have some momentum now, and they actually can feel good about themselves with their work habits and all the practice talk and, and the coaching staff and yada yada yada. So they, they got to feel like they can actually do some good things the rest of the way. And again, they got to like we said, they got to follow on the leaders. I mean, those guys got to make plays, and say they did, man. So it's a, it was a really nice win for a team that really needed one really badly. Yeah, I mean, we talked about kind of the, the the lead up to this game was how does this team react? I mean, do they have a fight in them? Do they do they respond to a week that you know their their coach was kind of a punching bag out there, and you know the owner came out and supported him? And um, I, I mean, I, I, I there's no major takeaway that you can say like, all right, yeah, they they rallied behind him. Um, they grinded out a win against a a good defense, you know, obviously Denver's a very good defense, but um, there's two games now where the Raiders have played pretty well against that Denver defense. Uh, You know, we had, you know, over 30 points last game. They, you know, and they were able to move the ball well here. You know, Josh Jacobs goes over hundred yards. Derek uh, with the the big plays in overtime gets over 300 yards passing. And um, you know, the the first touchdown he had to Devontae Adams, 
they tried to double cover him. And like, you know, Devontae, I think said that maybe last week or the, or the week before is like, Hey, you know, I don't, we shouldn't, it shouldn't matter if I'm double covered, like, you know, throw me the ball. And, um, that that's proof of that. I mean, it doesn't matter if Devonte Adams is double covered. You, uh, you, you get him the ball and he can beat double coverage for, I mean, and that was a fairly easy touchdown even with in, in double coverage. Yeah. And he was matched up with Pat Chatan, who might be the best cornerback in the league. And, you know, and so, I mean, um, even when he's matched up against the best, you know, against a defense that's statistically coming into today, you could argue was the best defense in the league. Like he's too good of a player for you to go away from him just because he might not be wide open, which I know, I know he's wide open to win the game tonight. But like there's going to be situations where you I won't say force it, but you're going to have to throw into some tight windows. You're going to have to scheme up some better plays to to kind of manufacture some separation like they did on that last last play. And so we're not saying it's easy by any means, but. When you have a player of that caliber and you give up the resources they did to go get them and you give them the big contract, you got to figure that out. You can't just give up on it and just go away from them. And especially when you're without Darren Waller, you're without Hunter Infro, and we'll see when and if they're able to come back. But it's really the only option. I mean, feed Josh Jacobs, feed Devontae Adams. And um, obviously they, they need the offensive line to hold up and not to hurt themselves with penalties. But that needs to be the game plan every single week because, I mean, what else are they going to do? And I've been hard on McDaniels, and I'm, I'm sure I probably will be in the future, but I have to give him props today because, you know, they didn't have Colton Miller, and they were, the old lines are already not very good, and without their best guy, it's definitely a tough task. We did a nice job of moving protections around, kind of scheming around it, and they weren't hurt too badly with that loss. So that's a, a tip of the cap to him. They did a nice job offensively, even despite that loss. And, yeah, made the plays in the end. And, um, and I mean, in a locker room, you can tell that the players still have confidence in, in, in his message and his his scheme and what he's trying to do. And they still have confidence in Derek Carr. I know people thought he cried last week. He point, you know, he pointed out some players' efforts. But I think they understand that was, you know, just frustration from a guy who, like one player said, he definitely is here, you know, 24-7. He's putting his heart into it. So you can't really question him if he calls somebody out because he's done whatever he can to do to get this team to win. So I think, um, yeah, he's been clutching the past. He's clutched tonight. So I think players are really are happy for him as well as for themselves. You know, I think one player we got to give a lot of credit to is Foster Morrow. Um, I mean, he was involved a lot in the in the pass blocking um, because he kind of had to be, you know, with, without Colton Miller, you were going to need that extra, you know, tight end helping to block. And so, um, you know, I know there was like a lot of chatter, you know, be, before this last year of his rookie contract. And, you know, Darren Wallace said before the season, yeah, you know, it's, it's too bad that he's going to be gone next year because he's a starter in this league. And, you know, you, we kind of expected with Waller out that he would have a big role in the offense and he hasn't. Um, it's, it's, you know, we saw that last season when we kind of thought that maybe he would, he would take a big step up, uh, you know, catching the ball and, uh, really hasn't. But, um, despite really being a blocker for most of the game, uh, when, first play of overtime, boom, what 30, 33 yard reception, um, nice, nice catch and run that really set them up. And, uh, you know, the next play they walk it off. And I know Devonte Adams, you know, made, certain to, to recognize after the game like a lot of people are going to talk about my touchdown but that doesn't happen without foster making that play before yeah, it was a nice play action player i think the play before that josh uh, jacobs had a nice big run but uh he sold it well he sold those another like play action play and you could, like, could tell he was kind of uh blocking in and he kind of cut out and made a nice catch and got some extra yards so um yeah it doesn't matter how many balls you catch it matters when you catch them and, and how big they are as far as the, you know, the impact of the game yeah, and, and obviously, you know, we're focused on the catches, but he also, uh, I would say he's, especially last year, he, he struggled as a blocker, and he's taken a pretty clear step forward this year and bounced back, and both as a run blocker and a pass blocker, and we combine, combine that what he doing in, does in the passing game. I mean, you know, he just made a huge impact for them, especially without without Waller out there. And, um, 
Yeah, he has he has cars trust. Uh, you know, clearly, um, I know he was kind of you know, had some moments today where maybe you know he wasn't on the same page with his pass catchers, and they had some errant drives, but they kind of just kept the pace overall on offense, and then um, you know ultimately figured it out against you know one of the best defenses in the league. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not preach you and your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Let's talk Max Crosby. Um, I mean, there was that moment on that that last drive uh, of the first half where he gets that late hit call on Russell Wilson. And, you know, it, it, it was a tough one of those where, like, you know, Wilson gave himself up and he was running full speed. And and I think it probably is one of those where he would have had an opportunity to maybe like jump over him or kind of sideswipe it. But there was a, I forget who it was. But there was another Raiders player on the other side of him. So like he was kind of in a tough spot where he he it was he couldn't really do a whole lot to get out of the way. And um, but I mean, you know, you get it. You know, you know, that flag is going to be called. Uh, but it seemed like. After that, there was like a, he was on a mission to like make up for that penalty because, you know, he, it looked like the, the Broncos were going to score a touchdown there and take a lot of momentum going into halftime. Uh, Melvin Gordon, who 
does what he does. That's that's what he does. He fumbles a lot. And um, you know, he had gotten that that one run down to the one yard line and, and Crosby's able to pop it up. Um, Broncos recover it, but they have to settle for a field goal. And then who puts it, who takes matters in their own hands on the field goal? He blocks the field goal. I mean, if for, for a guy to be one of the best pass rushers in the league, and then out there blocking field goals. Uh, I mean, there's there's nothing that, that Max Crosby can't do right now. Yeah, and he something that he said happened earlier this week um, in one of their, their film sessions uh, before practice was Deron Harmon. You know, he, he sort of called out the defense for their lack of energy, and not just in terms of plays on the field like we saw last week, like Matt Ryan running for 40 yards. He didn't look super eager to tackle him, but also when they did have plays, you know, he didn't see the level of excitement and support you know, both on the guys on the field and guys on the sideline in, in, react, in response to that. And he sort of challenged the room to show more energy. And and Max said that after that play where he, he um, you know, got called for that, that flag on Russell Wilson, he turned to Duran and told him, I got you. And so uh, he went out there and made a couple of huge plays. And I know people kind of debate, you know, whether momentum is a real thing or not, but that clearly changed the tide of the game. Like everything shifted after that. Because not only, you know, did they prevent points in that moment, but the Broncos, you know, said to get the ball to start the third quarter. And so if they would have scored there. They get the ball again, go down, score again, and then we're looking at a game that, that's getting out of hand a little bit. Uh, instead, he comes out in the second half, gets a sack on the first drive. A couple of drives later, gets another sack. We see the pass rush as a whole get going. Chandler Jones almost came up with a sack, but he forced in the in a Tyler Hall, you know, a guy that people probably didn't know who that was. He gets a sack. Nope. <laughs> and so the defense just went on his run where they... Because, I mean, the Broncos, they didn't score a bunch of points in the first half, but they were moving the ball, like, really easily. Um, and in the second half, they, they pretty much couldn't do anything. And, um, you know, you got to look to Max Crosby. You know, he not only sparked it with that, that run at the end of the first half, but he also carried it on and and kind of kept him going with those sacks and his performance in the second half. Yeah, I, mean, I think, yeah, and Crosby and Adams have two of the top 25 guys in the league. So I just think that's why it may be even more frustrating to have you know, got to a bad start this year because you're kind of wasting these two guys you know, in the prime of their careers, and they're both just – not only are they great players and they have all the skill sets and they have the work ethic and they, you know, they don't stop. They're both relentless. They both have, I mean, talking to Keelan Cole today about uh, Adams, he's never, his will is just like, it's so great that he thinks he'll catch the ball whenever it's thrown. And at what point he's done a kind of infectious thing for teammates. So I think both those guys are just great guys to have in your team. That's why they, they shouldn't be three and seven. But uh, again, they should, we'll see if they can build on this um, going down the rest of the stretch. You know, the other kind of hidden thing about, you know, the forced fumble against Melvin Gordon is you know, Gordon is small sample size, but had run the ball fairly well. He up until that carry was 5.2 yards per carry in the first half. It's only on five carries. But once you give up the ball around the goal line, uh, he, they're going to be very hesitant to go back to you. He only had three carries in the second half. And um, God bless Latavius Murray that he that he's still out there uh, playing in the NFL and 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 had a touchdown today. But um, seventeen carries, forty nine yards, uh, you know, two point nine yards per carry. Um, he he wasn't he wasn't going to be gashing them. And I think the fact that that they got Gordon off the field and and kind of really took a weapon away from the Broncos uh, because of that fumble. That that's kind of one of those hidden things that that you can see happen. Yeah, and the defense it was really all around performance for them. You know, I mean, once the pass rush got going, uh, this secondary, which was struggling in the first half, they start to play well and come into form. And, you know, Russell Wilson and, and the Broncos offense has have a lot to do to that, but they were also playing well. Guys, like I said, we saw Tyler Hall out there, Isaiah Pelamal out there. Like, you know, I mean, Sam Webb was still playing. Like, these aren't household names that they had in the back end, and, and they, they played pretty well. And then, as you said, I know, I know the run defense has been a strength all season, but it still speaks to something for, the, for them to step up and 
and limit them to, I think, 3.6 yards per carry in this one. And so it's really all around effort and really the first time they've shown the ability to do that against anybody this season. Like, I know this isn't a good offense, but like the Colts looked amazing against them last week and they don't have a good offense either. And so, as we said, and we've said, you know, the last couple of weeks is this defense isn't going to be good. Like, they don't have the talent to be a good defense. It's just not going to happen. Whatever coaching you're doing, but the thing you have to see is progress. There's no way to excuse not having some semblance of progress. And they just hadn't shown it to this point. And today was the first mark of that. And so we'll see if they're able to carry that forward and, and build on it. But at least it's a sign that that is possible. I was going to add, I'm still surprised by uh, Russell Wilson. He's just not very good. I mean, I, I know he's... Uh, <laughs> and this was like his best game of the season too. Like this is probably yeah, his best game of the year. That's what... <laughs> Which is, I, I can't believe that's true, but uh, just like in terms of his like reactions and his you know, pocket presence and uh, just, uh, it's just weird. And like he was so good just a few years ago and now he's like, uh, just, uh, uh, and plus you know, we talked about the decision making, that not, you know, not taking the sack there and just, uh, it kind of cost him the game. But uh, again, uh, Raider fans are happy, I'm sure, and it's good for the Raiders, but um, it's a good thing he's there because he got two wins over the Broncos and that's a large part due to him, but um yeah, it's just weird. It's, a, it's hard to watch and kind of fathom what happened to him. Raiders do kind of need to hope that the Broncos win enough games down the stretch, though, to, to keep Nathaniel Hackett around. Uh, like, there's no chance. There's no chance. They love, I mean, this. I, I, have you ever seen a guy more overmatched no, taken over no as a chance. head coach? I mean, it's just bad. Yeah, because I mean, it's because you shouldn't. That shouldn't even have been on the table. Hand the fucking ball off. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, don't even open up. Because what if you have a bot snap or like he gets hit and fumbles or like there's so much, so many things that can go wrong on the pathway. Not to say that they can't fumble on a run play, obviously, but like just, just hand it off. Take a knee even. Damn. You don't even got to like do anything. Like, just make Not sure. Not Hackett's fault, man. He gave up play calling duties. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, this guy is, he has to be like the worst coach in the league. Like, he gave up. He has he hired his guy, you know, his man's that had no experience to come in and help him with with, with game management decisions. He he let Gary Kubiak's son, who I can't remember his first name, he called plays. What is he doing on the sideline? Like, how can you still continue to be this terrible in game management situations when that's really all you have to do in his role that he's doing right now as a head coach? Like he is he is terrible. Like for as much as Raiders fans compare complain about having Josh McDaniels, clearly it could have been much worse, because holy shit. <laughs> God damn, like Nathaniel Hackett stinks. He's Wait, terrible. What, what time is it right now? Is, are we sure he's going to survive the night? I'm not sure he's going to survive the night. I mean, we'll see. But yeah. You know, the other thing that's so weird is like, how do you feel if you're Justin Outen? He's there. He's the Broncos offensive coordinator. So like, you actually have well, an they, offensive they, coordinator. They, they have an yeah. offensive coordinator on their team. And he gave up <laughs> play calling duty. Hackett gives up play calling duties and didn't even give it to the offensive coordinator. He gave it to the quarterback's <laughs> coach. I doubt, like, he's just, I, I doubt that's his call. Though. I'm, I'm not sure he's making those calls. I think someone's like, okay, you're giving it up and they gave it to that guy. I'm not sure. I don't think he's like, well, I'm going to give it up. I'm going to pick him. Like, you know, you have no no input. We don't want you just, just we're going to tell you what to do. But um, it is pretty amazing how uh, it's, a bad, it's a bad, bad, bad loss for the Broncos for sure. They're just lucky they've got a rich ass new owner who did not was not a part of hiring him and is not going to care about paying out the money to get rid of him. But um, en- enough Broncos talk. Uh, you know, one guy I did want to mention that that was a welcome return to the lineup uh, defensively with Denzel Perryman. Um, yeah, we saw he yeah he had some nice plays. He had that one uh, where he just came and just absolutely leveled Melvin Gordon in the backfield. And um, you know, we know that he's a guy that is is not a complete you know linebacker. You know, his he's going to have some issues in coverage, but you know, having having a, a middle linebacker that can go in there and can thump in the running game is still important. 
Yeah, both Carl and Adam talked about the importance of like having fun this week. That we try to always message like let's have let's relax, not get too caught up in the pressure and big moments. Just play football and have a good time. And Perriman's one of those guys who infects your smile, always in a good mood. He plays the game really hard, and I'm sure he's a big part of that. Just that'd be that'd be hard to not have fun with him, you know, on your team on defense. So I think is definitely a nice return for him and a welcome return for the rest of the squad. Yeah, and kind of looking back to you know what Harmon caught them out for. I mean, it doesn't. Doesn't get too much more energetic than Denzel Perriman. I mean, you know, between his personality and all the antics and like you know, how much fire he plays with and the hits that he makes, like he's, he's one of those guys that drives them. Um, and, you know, in, in combination with Crosby and, um, you know, everybody else on the defense, they, they, they really stepped up today. And, um, you know, again, like we have to see if they're able to sustain this moving forward. But, you know, I, I think at, at this point, like with the season, we have to. Like the, the focus has to shift a little bit, right? It, it becomes like establishing building blocks and symbols, you know, symbols of hope for the team moving forward and, and things they can kind of grow from here. Because clearly, this like the season is going to go isn't going to go the way that they want it to. Like theoretically, they could go on some crazy one and went, went out and make the playoffs or whatever. But regardless of that, you want to see some bright spots, more bright spots emerge on both sides of the ball, and, and this game showed that you know they they can do some of that. Else, they have to show some offensive momentum. I mean, they have to show. I mean, if we're gonna if they're gonna bring it back with you know, McDaniel's and Carr, which you know, I'm not sure that's gonna happen or not, but the case would be okay. We got better these last eight games and this last you know the last two drafts tonight. Definitely a good start, but they have to show they can score points and be more consistent offensively. And those two guys, you know, actually click in terms of the scheme and what they want to do. And they could happen. I mean, uh, but um, so again, that's like a key thing for me the rest of the way is just this offense has to be close to what it was supposed to be uh, before the year started. And obviously you hope you, you hope you're going to see some games down the stretch in December where you finally get. Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, Josh yeah. Jacobs, all on the field together. I think there's some, I'm sure there's some Raider fans who, I'm, I mean, they all want to beat the Broncos. I'm sure they're all happy, but I'm sure there are some who are in the back of their minds like, man, here we go again. We're going to win like four games on the stretch. We're going to finish like seven and 10 or whatever. And we're going to get like a, we're going to blow our traffic status. We're going to bring back Carr. I'm sure a lot of some of the fans are not um, as thrilled with tonight's win as others are. I'm sure there's people that would rather them have lost this game. I'm, I'm I'm fairly sure. Just so they can continue to get better uh, draft positioning to go for a quarterback or top defensive player or whatever they want to do, but which is still possible. Like, don't rule it out. Don't get too, you know, <laughs> don't get too upset at the win if you're one of those people. Like, it's still on the table. Don't lose hope for the the losses to continue to pile up moving from here. But right. um, obviously, the guys on the field and the coaching staff and sports they are they aren't. This isn't a tank job. I know there's a lot of jokes. I see all the memes on Twitter, all the all the tank gifts and all that in my mentions. Oh, Raiders logo yeah. on the tank. It's that's, that's uh, well done. I like that They're one. still trying, guys. They're, they're going to try to win. And they've got the perfect scenario now. Hendon Hooker, torn ACL. That hurts his draft status. Uh, Vic, that's your guy. <laughs> you, you want you you want Hooker in Vegas. Uh, now you you can you can slide down into the teens or whatever, and you know you mm. can. Uh, you you can be able to draft him knowing that his rookie year might be. Uh... So you're saying they they were they were tanking and in the third quarter they got the update that he's towards ACL. Like wait 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 <laughs> no, no, no reason to tank. I got you. That makes sense. All right. I mean, imagine the number of of jerseys Hooker of the Raiders in Vegas. Man, it's I mean it's tough because you these you know draft guys always are down. The guys who are older. I think he's 25. Now this one help him, but man, he's really really good. I like his toughness. I like how he runs. He's uh. I think he's uh I think he's a real deal. But yeah, hooker jerseys would be huge in Vegas for sure. Hey guys, they just win. We're not talking about the draft. Come on, come on. 
Right. Yeah, no, 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 we're talking about how they're not go- they're not tanking. We're like, yeah, they're, yeah. They're the tank is over. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's all 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 attention head. Uh, the fifteenth pick is fine. The fifteenth pick is uh, is good now. We're only no, a top five pick. Man, speaking of you guys mentioned Deron Harmon earlier. Man, I've never seen a guy get carted off the field and then come back. But it's what once we heard that it was because of cramps. Like that's actually genius. Like if I yeah. gotta go get an IV, yeah. Like because if you guys saw the replay, like it was like barely anything happened. He just kind of right. like went yeah. over there and kind of crumpled down, and like that didn't look like anything went wrong. But like that's genius. If you if you need an IV, yeah, get the cart out here. Get me back. Get, race me out in there. Let me get my IV and, and let me race back out. He said he cramped in both his legs. He said he was trying to move and he just couldn't. <laughs> and he said his uh he has an eleven year old son that texted him asking him how'd you get carted off of cramps. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean it wasn't his uh, brightest moment, but he came back. He came back when hey, the victory. at least it was cramps and not a Paul Pierce situation. Yeah, he's a yeah, fun guy. D- DK Metcalf uh, get taken off to get his shit in. He's a uh, fun guy, definitely one of the clear leaders on this team. And you could tell, like when he came back on the field after he got carted off, he kind of walked to finally back on the field, and the players <laughs> cheered. They were dancing and stuff. It was a, uh, it was kind of a cool moment because uh, he his status for a first year guy on this team, it was like immediately very high when he walked in. Like, like two weeks standing players all realized he's the real deal. All right, guys. Well, Raiders needed this one. I mean, it, it's. It's, uh, you know, because they, they, like you said, they wanted to get back to having a little fun. And I mean, you know, it's it's winning against the Broncos. Uh, you always love to beat your rival. They're 2-0 against Broncos. What, six in a row they've won now against Denver? So, um, mm-hmm. you know, you, you like to kind of maintain those those advantages. It's on me, baby. Since I've been on the beat, they've never lost You've to the never Broncos. Never seen them. Yeah, never seen the Broncos. Yeah. There you go. Congratulations! I mean, it was it was you and the, that that Drew Lock magic. How many so how many different quarterbacks have you seen? Um, You've seen Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, Russell Wilson. Is that is that it? Was there ever we it? For I mean, the, three, three and three years is a lot. No, I wasn't here for Paxton Lynch. Yeah, I don't think he I would have made it was, through those games. He was special. Brock Osweiler was, was uh yeah. Brock Osweiler. See, way the fans are mad about their bad moves. Uh just look at the Broncos. They got they made the worst moves. So there you go. And they have a worse coach, we think. I mean, Oh, no, no, are, there's no doubt. The Raiders about it. are firmly not the worst team in the division. No doubt about it. There you go. Biggest takeaway from the day. And Russell Wilson is signed up for five more years after this. Nah, the no Broncos way. are there's, stuck. They're not stuck. There's no way. They're going to pull that plug. They can't. They literally they will. cannot. There's no way. There's no way. If they plug it, they're I mean, it. if they pull it before 2024, they literally would not be able to before build it. Before 2024? Roster. All right, there's no they way. Can't. There's no way he is the quarterback in 2024. As I was saying, two years from now? Let me look it up. Let me look it up. This is some, some mid-production shit there's but i'm pretty no sure it, it, it would years. be like if they cut him after the 2023 season his deck so after, after next season is after the 2024 season it would be 85 million dollars i got two words for you kick if they did starter. it kickstarter they did it before words. last if they did it before next season yeah, 107 million dollars. That does not happen. There's no it's way. They, can, they literally the cannot. Salary cap. They, That's like half they the cannot, salary cap. They cannot build a roster. That's, they are stuck. Like Raiders fans, congratulations. Russell Wilson will be a Denver Bronco for at least two more seasons after this one because there's no, no way in hell no, they can do that. It's no not way. possible. It's possible. There's no way he's there. Two Who's going to trade two, for him? Two more years. I don't know, but there's no way he's here for two more years. It's not possible. <laughs> You'll force him to retire? Going to give him some Walmart no, stock no, to retire? I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> if, if there's a will, there's a way. Get a Tom no, Brady deal? Give uh, him like an ownership know. stake to, to get him out of there? <laughs> 
He's dark for them boys. Man, he's cooked. He's cooked. That's your that's your phrase. That's Deshaun's phrase. I'm, I'm using his phrase. He's cooked. I mean, you suggest, you were the first one on it. Like you were not big on the Russell Wilson move oh. for the the Broncos. You, you you said he wasn't cooked, but you said he was lightly flambéed, and now he's <laughs> he is he is definitely cooked. I, but he's burnt, burnt to a crisp. <laughs> All right. Well, enough Broncos talk. Uh, Raiders enough. get. Get, get a big win that they needed. Uh, we're going to come to you later this week with a live room uh, uh, on Wednesday, day before Thanksgiving. Um, we'll uh, we'll have to figure out a time, but uh, if, if you guys have a preferred time, let us know. We'll see what we can do to accommodate. And, wow, uh, look at us. Get a, get a good chance to, uh, to talk with folks. I know uh, you guys were, were asking for it last week, so we'll, uh, we'll have a, a little pre-Thanksgiving uh, fun time with you guys, so it uh, should, be, should be good. It's going to be beautiful, man. Beautiful. Get ready for the uh, the Seahawks. Get to uh, get to say hi to Drew Locke. Maybe uh, get get a little cameo from him uh, next week, Deshaun. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. Our old friend Gabe Jackson. Huh? All right, guys. We will talk to you later this week. Adios. Adios.